Hello, this is Erin Weir. The journey to being a successful creative entrepreneur is filled with challenges, hard work, and occasional high points. You have the opportunity to minimize the challenges and hard work by learning from experts, mentors, and leaders that have traveled the same road before you. The Creative Genius Podcast celebrates you and your hard work and helps you shortcut the path to profit and renewed passion. Enjoy this episode with my co-host, Gail Dobie of Gail Dobie Coaching and Consulting. Being an interior designer is full of amazing creative moments. Like when your team selects the perfect look for a client or when that client sees their finished home. But like with any profession, there's plenty of horror stories, risque client requests, and the dirty laundry that needs to be aired out. As we close out season four of the Creative Genius Podcast, Gail and I are joined by one of our boardroom groups of expert designers who share their favorite funny stories from their line of work. Join us for a laugh as we celebrate another season completed. retreat today with some of our favorite people um, from uh, literally across the United States. We've got Kimberly here from Louisiana. We've got Nancy from Texas, Karen from New Jersey, Leanne from Seattle, of course, Gail and Mackenzie and I from Denver. And we have just been having such a great time and thought it might be kind of fun for this podcast to just share some stories. Um, Interior designers work with some of you know the most intimate parts of people's homes and their lives to make sure that they really can live the most beautiful and most comfortable life um, that they can have. And so um, I know that we get to hear these stories, but we wanted to share um, a few of them with our listeners. So Karen, I'm going to let you go ahead and start off. You summed it up so well. As interior designers, we really get to see the insides and not just the insides, but like the in- insides of drawers, the insides of beds, the insides of toilets, the insides of everything in people's lives. And I'm about to expose somebody's dirty laundry. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) I really am. So hopefully nobody who is my client listens to this because I don't think they will. But I one time before a photo shoot went to go clean up an entire room. And it kind of reminded me of actually like when I bought my house it was literally littered with dirty underwear, but we didn't find the dirty underwear until we remade the bed. And I think that they forgot that we were remaking or didn't realize that as an interior designer, you actually do make people's beds and we do it really well. We call it like a five-star bed reveal. And we unfolded all the covers and there was a lot of uh, last night's fun. So (laughs) we picked it up with really like two fingers and shoved it in a laundry basket and we could not believe it and looked at each other, made the bed beautifully. Not a word was said. And I have been carrying that around for, I don't know how long. (laughs) So now you, now you have tongs in your bag. (laughs) We don't have tongs in our bag, but I, I mean, a realtor once said to me, we have the dirtiest job. I have to flush people's shit down the toilet. And I was like, no, 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 no. We have a dirty job too. And then I, I told that story once before. So that was a funny one. Oh yeah. Gosh. And I have a bed story too. You'll hear my bed story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think yours trumps mine because I know it. <laughs> yeah. So we went and we were at somebody's home installing bedding 
again, another bedding story. And we had to take the um, top mattress off to put the dust truffle on. And then for some reason, we ended up having to take the box spring out also. And then underneath the box spring was a whole array of toys (laughs) and things like handcuffs and whips. And we were like, Oh my God, put the box spring back on, get the dust drop on. We got to get out of here. So we were never able to look at those clients quite the same way again, but um, at least they're having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Remember that time that you um, wanted to specify that dark velvet for the headboard? And I was like, oh no, it has to be white because I was scared Mm -hmm. of certain situations that could occur and like you wouldn't be able to get certain things out of the headboard but white that's interesting no because these clients were like a little bit like they liked they liked one another they were just like our clients like each other that's good right that's actually really good a a darker fabric and i think that they should have lighter fabrics in case (laughs) (laughs) and definitely not velvet yeah or viscose Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. Mm-mm. Must be washable <laughs> <laughs> for the bedroom. <laughs> what about you, Leanne? You have any funny ones? You know, I years before I was before I even went to design school, I interned for someone who's never been on my resume, and we were moving a client. Uh, he was single, but he been married and he had a much younger girlfriend and we were moving them into their new home and we were having to unpack everything. And we came, this is so personal. We came across um, her package of birth control pills where um, like every other one had been taken. And um, it was not long until a new family member moved into that home. let me guess wow it's just you kind of see things and you just put them away and you just like you never saw it yeah yeah we are definitely we are gatekeepers and secret keepers Mm -hmm. right yeah one time we walked into a home and it was a drapery installation so we brought all the draperies in and laid them on the sofa like you know draped over the sofa and the cat proceeded to come in the room and jumped up on the drapery and peed all over them oh my gosh and then you hung them back up again oh no we had to oh we could not complete the installation because it was yeah not good so it's like note to self if there's a you know pet involved you need to like you know make sure they're put up because we recently just had a dog come into a drapery installation and take one of the wood finials out of the box for the heart (laughs) like a toy and off with it and chewed it up so gail i'm sure you have some more stories oh Oh, my gosh well i'm trying to decide which ones would be safe to share we had one client who was very particular needless to say and we ordered a beautiful rug from nepal and it was going to take four months to come in. And it was probably more like six months by the time it arrived. And it was absolutely beautiful and just perfect in every way. And we had it installed. And within about an hour, we got a phone call. The client was irate because it smelled like sheep. 
sheep, like, like mutton, sheep, like mutton. And so we said, okay, we'll come over. And we went to the house and sure enough, we walked in and it was overpowering. So what had happened was the rug in its container, it was packed in the container to come over from Nepal and they didn't dry it before it was put in the container. So you know what happens with silk and with wool when it is put into a container and left there for what, six weeks as it came over. So we went through everything. You guys can all imagine this. So we tried to clean it. That didn't work. In fact, it shrunk the rug. And after it shrunk the rug and it made it totally out of square. And we kept talking to our vendor. We had to pay a lot of money to have it cleaned yeah. multiple times. And uh, finally she said, I'm just not keeping this rug. So in the end, we had to take it back and we had charged her 20,000 for this rug and we had to beg our vendor to take it back. And they did. I don't know how in the world they kept it in their showroom, but it, they had it draped over the second floor <laughs> banister and um, the, the, they took it back. And then we ended up having, and you guys are going to die. Oh my God. We replaced it with a rug. We didn't replace it. We didn't replace it. it. She, she replaced, replaced it. it by going to Restoration Hardware and bought a $1,500 rug instead. That was what we had to do just to make her happy. It was a nightmare that went on for at You're least lucky a you didn't months. lose money on that, though. Yeah. Well, you yeah. lost your cleaning so, money. Because I don't know these yeah. days if the vendor, the vendor oh, probably wouldn't take it back. He probably wouldn't take it back. No way. Yeah. So I had, I had a client one time who, um, ordered a, we went to the uh, design center and she sat, tested some sofas and she picked one and we got it. I asked for a tear sheet of it and we placed the order or we actually presented it to the client and the client was like, I don't know. And I said, no, no, you saw the one you saw had this base for putting that base on it. I had the drawing and the plan with the size and everything. And uh, so she ordered it, custom fabric. It was a $15,000 sofa. And when I, we installed their house and I expected to hear from them that night, but I didn't hear anything. And so the next morning, the first email I get is, it's the wrong sofa. And they'd handed me a tear sheet of the wrong sofa. It was very close, but it was sat deeper. So we had to replace the entire sofa, including the fabric. I was able to resell the sofa for, I think, $4,000 of which I had to split 50% with the consignment shop. Ouch. Oh, yes. <laughs> how much did they pay for the sofa? It was a, theirs was 15000 So This year, we're a lot of hits like that. Yeah, there are always so many interesting stories. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are some of the other ones we could share? For some reason, right now, we seem to be jinxed with nightstands. We have, um, <laughs> if it's a nightstand, we it, it comes in damaged or the freight company loses it or it comes in wrong. Like we are literally like somebody put a nightstand jinx on us. And yeah. so... It- we're no longer calling them nightstands. We're now selling bedside tables. <laughs> a bedside <desk. laughs> That's better than nightmare stands. 
<laughs> That's what we should call them. It's also, I really, I really told Nancy that I want our carpenter and our painter to just fabricate custom nightstands so that way we can get rid of this awful spell that someone put on us every single nightstand. It's awful. It's really someone put like it they're either broken they're either or it's they it, probably with over a half a dozen clients. It's happened. It's wrong. It's they awful. come in the wrong finish. Not from what's misordering the vendor has misordered um they come in damaged the freight company has the wrong style two and then found one and the client was upset because they wanted them matching oh my gosh i mean it's like comical well another this same client <laughs> we're talking oh, about the client's Napoli's. right well yeah we did three projects with her she um ordered this beautiful sofa and we had all sorts of fabrics on it and uh, we had COM fabrics and we had special pillows and the whole works. And she is so particular. There is, is seriously, I've never seen anybody so particular in my entire life. I've got several stories about her. And uh, we finally ordered the sofa and it was July and it was supposed to be there for Thanksgiving. Well, needless to say, we're following up and 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 absolutely no progress is being made because one of the fabrics was missing and they wouldn't start production. You know how that goes. So anyway, what's that? All too well. Oh, yes. (laughs) So we tried everything, trying to convince them to go ahead and and make the sofa without this. It was just a pillow fabric. And it was one of the accessory pillows. It wasn't even the back pillows. And so we could tell it was not going to get there for Thanksgiving. We finally heard what the story was on this one fabric, which happened to be the only COM, and not COM, but actually graded fabric that came with the sofa. The company had was going out of business. And so when we found this out, it was like, oh my God, now what are we going to do? The most difficult client ever. And so we had to look and look. We found a replacement fabric, but she had to think about it for two weeks and finally approved it. We got it ordered. And then we told her there's no way it's going to happen for Thanksgiving. And they were in a new house. And she said, well, I'm going to tell you one thing. This house or this sofa is going to be there for Christmas because my kids are going to sit on the sofa and unwrap their presents. And it was a nightmare. So we kept checking and kept checking. Finally, the fabric came through that we reordered. And then they kept putting off the shipping date. And we were getting awfully close to Christmas and we were getting very nervous about whether we would get it in time. Then we found out that the truckers couldn't pick up the sofa in time. And so we called and talked to our vendor and she finally said, the only way you're ever going to get it there on time is to FedEx the sofa. And we said, how can you FedEx a sofa? How do you FedEx a sofa? (laughs) (laughs) FedEx freight, maybe, but it's still too big. Yeah. Well, it ended up, uh, we, that's what we did, is we had to FedEx the sofa, and the vendor actually kindly paid for the freight. No. Wow. And literally, we had to get our receiver, who was absolutely jam-packed. We had to beg, and they got there on Christmas Eve, and it was the middle of the day, and literally, we were worried about it even getting in the house, because we had to go in through a patio door. Because it was a wedge sofa. And so the client said, I'm leaving. I can't be here during the installation. So she came back 
She was happy in the end, but she wasn't quite sure about that one fabric on the pillow. And there was nothing we could do about it. But we got the sofa in, in time for Christmas. Wow. Good job. That was so scary. (laughs) That's amazing. So I know last night we were talking a little bit about um, all of the funny little stories that happen with our contractors and our subcontractors. Oh my God. So (laughs) let's get a round of those going on here. Karen? Um... I don't know if I have funny stories regarding contractors or right. stuff, right. just nightmare stories right. regarding contractors. I mean, the most recent mm-hmm. in this time period that we're in, which is unheard of, was, I mean, really very like believable. And the contractor said to me, my workers just walked out on me. They don't want to work for me anymore, so I can't work for you. And I said, well, you're in the middle of a job. And he's like, nothing I can do about it. I can't do the work. I said, well, what are you going to do? how are you going to make a living? Like you have nobody to do your work and you can't even work for me. So what are you going to do about it? And he's, he's like, I have no choice. I can't do anything. I I, I got nothing. You know, he's he's not from here. And my heart started to break. So I tell the client, I'm expecting her to get so pissed. And her response to me was that's fucking unbelievable. She's like, I can't even, Oh, am I allowed to say that? She's like, She's like, that's fucking unbelievable. I don't really even know what I should say to that. And then she laughed. And I was like, oh, oh. God, I have a client that like actually thinks this is as pathetically. It's funny, but it's sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she took it with a grain of salt, thankfully. But not every client is like that. And contractors are tough. They give us a, a runaround. Well, I remember Gail, when we were in our design business, um, <laughs> our contractors were very kind guys. Like we, we worked with a really nice group of guys that they had no problem letting her know, like everyone that you hire is beautiful, is beautiful because we had Monica and she was gorgeous oh, yeah. and, and Aaron, I was in my twenties. <laughs> so yeah. And you're still beautiful. Oh, thank you. I think it's really lovely to like, when you work with contractors and they're nice to you, but then like, it's kind of funny when you have someone on your team that obviously can hear what they don't want you to hear right but then they you know yeah well we do they're still always respectful though we do have one contractor that um he does not respond to anybody but kimberly and so kimberly has always called him her work husband because he will do anything oh i thought you were talking about the upholsterer not the painter no (laughs) he will do anything She's like, it's just my work husband. <laughs> it was really cute when I was back in the day when I was getting married, our contractors actually all got together and threw me a bridal shower on their oh my own. Gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, they took me, uh, they took Gil and I out to lunch oh. and they, they like got things from my registry and, oh my gosh, they yeah. and they like you. got me roses. And then after yeah. I had Isabel, my work husband, yeah. when I was getting like, married, yeah, well, that, that was wow. a long time ago because so I'm not married anymore. But, um, and then when I had Isabel, my my daughter who was my first child um she came four weeks early and we at that time weren't doing a ton of design work but we were still in connection with them actually we should try to do lunch with them since (laughs) the holidays are coming up uh but they again wanted to to get together for lunch and hear about it and hear about isabel they really liked you they were they they were so kind well nancy always says that my work husband's wife will not she, she would not allow that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't the case here. <laughs> no, we, have, we, 
<laughs> we have another hunter that we work for and no one else will be his cheerleader. And I'm always mm. like, you have to cheer him on to get the results that right. he would like. So every morning when he's doing like a really under tight deadline job, I'm always like, how's the building coming? You can do it. You got it. Let's go. <laughs> like, and like send him a million That's emojis. Cute. And like, everyone's like, no, that's too much work. I'm like, yeah, but it gets results. Yeah. Like, be whatever it takes. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, come on, just give the guy a little bit of emoji. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Leanne? Any contractor stories? No. <laughs> no, I don't really have any good ones. Wait, I have a couple of team member stories. Ooh. You right. moved to team member Yeah, stories. sure. Let's do it. Kimberly interned with me like 15 years ago. Wow. And so 15 years ago, we didn't have as many um, technical drawings that were done on the computer. We had a lot of hand-drawn technical drawings. So we were going to a job and we had a technical drawing that was pencil. Like it was a pencil and paper drawing. that. Um, it took me a lot of time to actually create it. No, you didn't create it. The person, we had somebody design. It was a carpenter that drew out this millwork. Drawing. So I've, I've, I've ruined multiple. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to a different job, but I wanted her to review this drawing that we needed to get bids on. And so I don't know. We were making changes to it. Like I say, it was pencils. So there were all these notes around it. And I was telling her information about it. She was writing and she had to erase something. And then she had to erase quite a bit. So like there was a bunch of pencil dust on it. And again, this was like 15 years ago. So, you just have to keep that in mind. so we're driving to a job, different job. And she decides that she wants to roll the window down to get the eraser dust out the window because it was like too much in her lap in the car. And the entire drawing on a like four lane highway sunk out the window <laughs> and was gone forever. Oh, no. What did you do? And we didn't have a copy of it. We had to start over. Oh, no. And she was like, new. she was like, and she cracked up laughing and I was so mad. And she was like this new baby intern. And she thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I, I was baby. like so mad. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you think this is funny. And then I started laughing because it's like, oh, well, what are you going to do? Because it was like gone, gone. Like there was like a drainage ditch or something that like there's no way it was recoverable. I have another good contractor story, actually a subcontractor story. And this was years ago. And I think you, I, I can't remember if you were part, part of the Is company. Is this the, the bathtub story? No, that's oh. not the bathtub story. <laughs> we have a lot of stories. I was doing a project where we were doing a remodel for a client. And this is in the days of fax machines. You remember those? Yes. <laughs> so I had this client who hired me. I don't know where they found me, but uh, they called, the wife called on a Saturday. She said, I'm in from Houston. I'm just here for the weekend. And we want to hire you to help us with our house. So they ended up hiring us, never met the husband, signed a contract, started working on it, ended up being a full remodel on the house. So one day she calls me and everything was moved out of the house. And she called me in a panic because the alarm was going off at the house. I said, I have, okay, I'll go check on the house. So I went back to the house. It wasn't too far from my house. And there was nobody there. Everything was locked up. Everything was fine. I thought, well, that's really odd. I wonder what happened. 
So um, I reported back and I said, I can't figure out what happened, but there's no evidence that anybody was there. <laughs> so the next day I asked our, one of our subcontractors, who was the, uh, the sheetrock guy, I said, what, were you here yesterday? Did you get in and were you working on the house? He said, oh yeah, I got in the house. I said, well, how did you get in the house? He said, well, I had to climb in through the window. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, why did you go climbing through the window? He said, well, I tried to unlock the, the lockbox, but the lockbox wouldn't unlock. And I said, well, what did you put into the lockbox for a code? And he said, cat, K-A-T. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, my God. And it was so hard because I didn't want to laugh. Oh, no. And so this kind of continued, this job just continued. We would have these <laughs> that was good alarms was going off. To yeah, he got in. I know, what other contractor would do that? Yeah, so he, <laughs> he broke into the house so that he could finish his job. And so probably we had several other instances where the alarm went off. And it was because the windows were low to the, on the concrete. And it would rain and come in and short circuit their oh, wow. um, alarm system. So that was all fine. And uh, we had to probably turn it off about four different times. And the client was getting really frustrated with this. And we finally figured out we had to replace the windows. So we ordered new windows and replaced the windows. And then after that got replaced, it was about a month later. And we had another instance where the alarm went off. I'm thinking, what in the heck could be going on? So I went over to the house and it turned out to be the HVAC guy he had gone. There's a deck as you walk up to the front of the house and he lifted it up. There is a little, a little hatch for him to go down underneath the house and work on the HVAC system. And so he tried the same thing. So he opens, he goes up to the lockbox and he tries to unlock it. And I asked him, I said, what did you... <laughs> What did you put in? He said, K-A-T. <laughs> Wait, why is it so repetitive? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> is it a thing? I don't know. The, the client was <laughs> so sorry. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> You needed to change the code, <laughs> right? I guess it needed to be K-A-T. Yeah, you should change it. Oh my God, it was so funny. <laughs> Your window story reminds me of a client of mine that bought a house and we remodeled it for them. And um, they insisted that in their master bath, they did not need window treatments, even though you could see into a neighbor's house with the window. And it seemed odd, but she's like, I've been in that unit. You can't see that like that window's really high up. They can't see in to our space. So, okay, fine. No window treatments. She took her first shower and she's taking her shower and she turns around and looks out the window and there's a painter in the neighbor's window staring right back at her. <laughs> and she said she just fell to the ground. And there's <laughs> now there's a window treatment there. <laughs> that's one way to sell a window treatment. <laughs> yeah, that's your pitch from now on. At least I had not 
said that she didn't need a window treatment there. (laughs) (laughs) I always tell Nancy that like, if someone's going to crawl up there, then they deserve to see. But then you sometimes have like really scary people that you're like, "Eh, that might not be okay. (laughs) Because they will be like the crawlers. But that, yeah, he was just painting. He wasn't trying to be freaky. He was just painting. (laughs) He was just doing his job. He's like, I didn't need to do this. Kimberly, maybe they crawl for you. Yeah. (laughs) Ew. That's gross. (laughs) I don't think people crawl. Crawlers are creepy crawlers. Maybe they do. I just think they're they're out there, right? Back to the kitty o' cat thing. I think it's funny because there's been so many times that, like, you know, you're thinking about passwords or thinking about, like, like what, what would Gil use to get an, as a password into something? And like, every time I kind of like stop for a minute, I'm like, wait, is that K or is it a C? I know that it's a C. <laughs> I know it's a C. No, but, but I like, think that could be like a secret. secret. It could, it, I think that, you, well, it can't be a secret now, but it could have been. <laughs> it could have been your secret, yeah, cat, a secret password. Yeah. I think it would have to have the word cool with a K in front of it. <laughs> yeah, like cool cat. Cool cat. <laughs> with a K. Oh my goodness. So how about any nightmare stories? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare stories. Oh, that sounds like not fun to talk about. Well, right? nightmares, I mean, like we have nightmare nightstand. I mean, I feel like that goes oh, back yeah. to the nightmare nightstand issues. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think people are like energetically attached to the nightstands because it's like where they go to rest. And if it's like not perfect, they get all like their panties in a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When you're, I don't know. It doesn't work. I remember one time on the job site, um, we had these painters that were helping us, and they weren't our normal painters, but they were like painters that helped us during flips and stuff because they were like more available and they were less expensive and. It's like this older guy that like was knowledgeable. You could tell he just like was took such pride in his work and was really good at. It. And then there was a son who was older than me, but like kind of a little bit more on like the edgier side when it came to his dad. Like you could tell like he had categorized his dad as like this older guy, and like he was like this young little whipper snapper. And I remember having this conversation with him one time on the job site, and I always went to the job site like learning something oh, this is how you made this decision or this is the issue that we're running into. And I was just constantly learning every time I went to the job site. And I remember him telling me, he was kind of, a, his dad was a really tall guy, but the son was like shorter. And he's like, yeah, I mean, if, it, if this place was up to me, I'd paint all the ceilings black because I like to feel taller in my space. And I was like, oh, record what? scratch, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, did you just say that to me? <laughs> and then I remember when it was like, during a time when like our business was pretty small. And so like, I had to go to like deliver their payment to them because they lived in my neck of the woods. And I remember like, just get in and get out. Like, don't go in the house. Like, just get it. I don't want to see the black ceilings. Like, I don't want to see any of it. Like, I don't want him to feel bigger. Like, let's just get the check delivered and like get out of there. <laughs> it's funny. It was a little creepy though. Cause I mean, that's how some people think. I have a creepy client story. Ooh, yeah. Um, so we had a client and we, we absolutely love him. So I just have to throw that out there. But he loved to walk around his house almost naked. 
And it was so creepy. Most, huh? You don't think it's creepy? Yeah. Most of our staff has seen him in his underwear. He's like European. That's a little weird. He's European. He's not. I he's not. I know. And, and he's so European minded. It, he's very proud of his body. And so <laughs> it, oftentimes our staff would have to go pick up a check or do something. And he would answer the door in his purple underwear. <laughs> and um, so it, it just kind of got to where no one was shocked when he went to do something and he was in his underwear, right? Because he was a single guy and he's probably in his 50s. So we're not talking like, you know. So really young. <laughs> so um, we renovated his master bath. He wanted his master bath to be like the end all be all nicest master bath you've ever seen in your life when you walk in. And so we did. And one day I had to go for a job site check-in and I rang the doorbell and he, I did not think he was there. And I went in and went saying, hello, <laughs> hello, anybody home? Nobody yeah, and, and, his, and his housekeeper. And his housekeeper was there, but she didn't speak 100% English. So um, I was like, I'm just going to go check on the, um, see what the plumbers did yesterday. And I walked in and he was naked and getting oh. out of his um, shower. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I am I felt horrible. I'm so sorry. And he's like, I don't care. And I'm like, I care. <laughs> I cannot see it. <laughs> I care. Yes, you were like, you were like, but I care, but I care. <laughs> oh my God, I cannot see it. I'm so sorry. It really is interesting what you find. Very well. I mean, I think it goes to show this job is so personal. I mean, it really is. It is because you find very, yeah, very, very questionable personal. items. Yeah, and I find a lot of bad smells. Oh, like, bad I have a lot smells. of sensitivity to smell. Although no. tonight, apparently, I'm not <laughs> anything. <laughs> but in general, I don't like bad smells. Do I smell? Anyway, <laughs> so sometimes like people like will put their baby diapers in the garage and they don't empty the garbage. And it's the first thing you walk into the garage and you have the code and it's like, whoa, right at you. And you're like, oh, gag, you know, mm-hmm. or they're not taking the garbage out in the kitchen or they cook with certain spices that you don't care for. So mm-hmm. the combination of these smells like really, really bother me when I go into people's homes. So I just have my own personal issues. <laughs> no, I'm a big smell person too. We have our sweetest clients right now. They're so sweet and um, their house smells awful. And so I'm like, maybe we can integrate aromatherapy into like, there's that, there's that, um, that aromatherapy that you can like put through your house. Like Equinox gym does that. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like you find at Las Vegas and yeah, hotels. I think I might yeah. do that. You need to oh, send that, that sounds send so that lovely. To me. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm they would try to find that. Totally go for it. Too. Well, no, because they just bought a new house, remember? And so now I'm like, oh, maybe the new house will smell. Nice. So maybe there's hope. Maybe there's hope. Maybe there's so hope. I have one client that is so messy and so dirty that every contractor that came to bid on the job wouldn't take the job. Oh, goodness. Because they're like, we're not navigating for this shit. And she. It was well, like a hoarder. It's hard. it's hard when the hoarders. Yeah. She wasn't really hoarders. a hoarder. She yeah, we had we a couple hoarders as well. Really? Which mm. is difficult. That's so difficult because like they really need your help. It's like, yes, that's like because, because help, well, though. and also yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it's our job to help them. So then like you try to connect them with like a personal organizer mm-hmm. and then like 
I don't know. Like, okay, but we had a true order that mm. it was like seriously a, a serious condition. Yeah, and yeah. my coworker and I spent four and a half hours inventorying her attic. Oh, I'm um, talking about someone else. Oh well. <laughs> well then maybe maybe we should write like a book of quarters. <laughs> Although that's I, I it's out of my scope of yeah how to handle that because yeah. that is yeah but that's why it's so great to like work with um professional organizers yeah. because they, yeah. i feel like they help they get make it done a, make our job easier well sometimes they'll turn up down jobs too because yes, the orders are that bad course. well i mean that's a you need psychological help sometimes i mean if yes. it's that bad yes so. i remember when um i was moving out of my old house gail was like just just call this woman she's gonna help you go through the cross phase and like get the things out of the house like just do it i was like are you sure just do it and i remember it's like this like 50 year old lady cute as a bug and she's like pulling this skirt out of this bag and she's like erin really how long has that been since you were in college and i was like oh oh my gosh yeah like we should probably get rid of that but like i needed like they have to be kind of rough on you Cause like in my head, I was like, I'll still wear that, but like I wasn't wearing that, and I shouldn't be wearing that. <laughs> and I wasn't wearing that, but like you know, I needed to hear it. Are you, were you? No, I'm not. No, you guys, I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, that is not what I was associating. It's okay. Nancy Talk- was a hoarder. I had to. I had to help her clean out the attic. So she came, right. Oh, you did. She you finally she came to my house. house. I know. I cried about that. I'm like, is she? My attic is so rough. She came to my house one day and uh, I can't believe she did that. She forced me. Well, that was Uh, just one of the Well, and then one of our contractors was downstairs and she was scared because she thought that she had to come upstairs and like break it up. And I was like, it's fine. We're fine. (laughs) She's like literally forcing me to clean out the attic, which is torturous. But we did it. We did it. I'm so glad to hear that. I almost asked you about that today. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. It's kind of like Gail making me do delegate and elevate on plane rides home. She's like, we've got four hours. Let's do the delegate and elevate. Let's figure out what we can get off your plate. And I'm like, no, no. Like, is this really going to be what you're going to make this flight out to be? So I just have a warning story on this. I had someone come through my house to help us clean out. And I gave up my um, Jolteen uniform and she sent it off to the Goodwill. Not one month later, not even a full month later. I get a picture from my next door neighbor's daughter, who's a senior in high school saying, is this yours? And someone (laughs) had worn it to the high school that day with my name emblazoned on it. (laughs) I actually went with my uh, son who's in sixth grade to band night. And I texted my neighbor's daughter saying, "Um, is there a chance I'm going to run into the old me here tonight because I'm... (laughs) (laughs) so careful when you like burn things or put messages in bottles because it may come back way faster than you think it might (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny oh my goodness and so how long did you keep that uniform for oh it was 10 years yeah (laughs) (laughs) easy easy no no no, that's not right if you just got rid of it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's very young <laughs> she's, didn't she say I'm she was sorry, i love you but like i'll be 29 in december <laughs> we've talked about <laughs> <that>. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's like, I like to say that I've worked for a scale for 16 years, but I was five when I started work. <laughs> Makes sense. Perfect. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. And then I can wow, wear a skirt. So I just like want to be like 95. Oh, <laughs> honey. <laughs> we were talking about being old souls. Yeah. Though, like I night. really just want to like start again, you know, like start again. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Different strokes for different <laughs> is there any business advice we can get from this yeah any business advice <laughs> <laughs> yeah always coach gail and erin i would say <laughs> always find an opportunity to learn from the things that so, you're experiencing okay so bring gloves to your next uh bring something and those plugs deodorizer to pour deodorizer keep an open mind hire contractors that can spell cat yes wear dark sunglasses inside your client's home so you don't have to see them naked yes always bring paper always have paper shades in your car so that if they don't want treatments you can just put them up in a second especially in the shower while they're showering (laughs) (laughs) carry around particle board and like a stand so you can make make shift end tables i don't know like stands yes well no you said we i think also keep a muzzle on our mouths because we see a lot yes and it's really important to be discreet even though no one knows who we're referring to here and we're just having fun in a in a kind way because we do love our clients um yeah well ladies thank you so much for sharing and sharing so openly it's always fun to chat with you and i think that this might have to be something that we do every season where we just kind of bring us all together and maybe have a glass of wine and or two or two and share some stories how about people send you their war stories Oh my gosh, yeah, I love that. Misery loves company. <laughs> I bet you could collect quite a few. And for our listeners, hopefully you thoroughly enjoyed this because you definitely didn't give a lot of business advice, but you definitely um, got to maybe Commissary. have some ideas of some things that are out there that could happen on a daily basis because you just can't make this stuff up. You just can't. Nope. We hope you had as much fun listening to these stories as we had sharing them with each other and with you. Thank you to everyone who's listened to an episode of the Creative Genius Podcast so far. We can hardly believe that we're four seasons in. Season five is going to have a ton of great guests talking about trending issues in the interior design business world, and we can't wait for you all to hear it. See you soon. See you soon.